What's up, everyone? You are listening to Serving Tea, a podcast where we talk about all things tennis and more. We are your hosts, me, Jackie Fitz, and to the left of the chair, we have Zaina Zaki. Fitz, what is the tea for episode five? Wow, I thought it was episode four. It's episode five. Mm-hmm. We do have some tea today. We're going to be talking about the 2022. First of all, that is it 2022? That, I, that, year, that year just sounds wrong. Yeah, no. In my brain, I still can't get over 20. We're still in 2020. We are. And it's like that one TikTok. It's like January, February, March, March, March. <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't. Yeah, 2022 yeah. is 68 days away. 68 days away. It is Monday, 7 p.m., 7 o'clock at night here in New York City, 68 days away from 20, are we call, we're going to call it 2022. Wow. So anyways, today's topics, the Australian Open or 2022 Australian Open, the vaccination, recent updates as of today for players, all subject to change. We will also be talking about some recent coaching changes in the WTA, which stands for the Women's Tennis Association. And I actually saw something recently where uh, I think it was Billie Jean King and Roger Federer were discussing the WTA and the ATP, which is the men's side of the tour, combining into just one. Ooh, have they decided what they would call it? Not yet. Okay, but also, listeners, we have some exciting news for you guys. We are getting brand new microphones, so we don't don't sound like we're 20,000 feet away from the mic, and we are getting a new video set up. So, not wait, stay tuned. Stay tuned, and you can watch those videos at Serving Tea on TikTok. Yes, and then Serving Tea Podcast on Instagram. And then also, if you do follow us on Instagram, you would have noticed that we just got brand new merch Serving Tea hats. If you want a hat, let us know. Message us, DM us. We might be getting some beanies too because here in New York it's getting pretty cold and possibly some hoodies. So just keep us posted, shall we? I think it's time to get started. Let's do it. Let's do it. So before we get into the first topic, I think it's important that we call out that on Saturday, this will be the first New York City Halloween experience landing at midnight for both of us. I mean, I'm so excited. What are you gonna be? I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville. I'm gonna be Cruella Deville. My costume comes in on Thursday. I'm so excited. I'm wearing the classic hair look by Cruella Deville. I found a Dalmatian little coat, little shawl. Oh, that's gonna be. Perfect. I got the red gloves. I got the pearl necklace. I'm going all out, and I'm so excited to try a little eye makeup look. This is not sponsored, by the way, but if you're looking for an inexpensive ten dollars, a little eyeshadow palette. It is by Maybelline. It is called the City Mini eyeshadow palette. It mm-hmm. has a perfect mix of browns and golds. It looks good on literally everyone. It looks amazing on my roommate Zayna. Mm-hmm. Looks great on my mom. Looks great on, on my you. on my sisters. <laughs> Shout out Lauren and Danielle and Mama Fitz. Mama Fitz. 
yeah, it's sorry, subtle plug. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's an amazing eyeshadow palette. Hopefully, my costume will get in on Thursday, and maybe you will even see some Halloween TikToks. I cannot our- wait to do the transitions, the transitions that we've been seeing on TikTok right now. Oh my the, gosh. Um, and I always feel like somebody's watching me. Seriously, every girl that I've seen do that, or guy, mm-hmm. absolutely slaying those TikToks. So I can't wait to do that. Now wait. But enough about Meezy. Who are you going to be? <gasps> Who am Holly? I going to be? Who am I? That's secret. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Gossip so girl. like so. Gossip girl. So for our listeners that do not know, I'm Egyptian, and I feel like it's only right that I be Cleopatra. And there is this bomb outfit on Amazon. Let me put you guys on. <laughs> Emily Radikowski. Now I'm doing it. <laughs> is it Emma Radikowski? Is it Emily Radikowski? Is it Emma Radikowski? I think Emily Radikowski won the U.S. Open, actually. <laughs> Was it Emma Radikowski? I'm just. I don't oh my god, their names, names are so similar. They're so similar, but both queens. Oh my gosh, absolute. So Emily Ratajkowski actually was this version of Cleopatra, mm-hmm. and it's on Amazon, and she slayed it. So if I can look literally a tenth as good or less as good. Queen, you will look. <laughs> I can't wait. And I need you, speaking mm-hmm. of eye palettes and makeup. Guys, Fitz is amazing at doing makeup. Literally has been doing my makeup and taught me how to do my makeup when I got to New York. So, one, thank you so much. And two, you're going to be doing my eyes on Saturday. I will. Maybe maybe we'll even do a little makeup tutorial. Oh, my God. Maybe we should. I think that'd be a good idea. That'd be great. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. So, guys, I hope all of you are going to be eating a lot of candy Mm -hmm. and dressing up on Saturday. Um, and you know, I just know I'm so excited. I can't wait. I know. Now, shall we start talking about the things that <laughs> we have knowledge on? That's yes. why this podcast is about all things tennis and more. The and more is for Halloween, makeup, makeup candy. Alrighty, let's get started. Let's do it. <laughs> So fits. 68 days till 2022. Crazy. Fill us in with what's going on with COVID-19 and recent vaccination changes yeah. in, for the Australian Open. So there's a lot of news going on about the vaccination updates and the requirements for players. Um, the Australian Open is the first Grand Slam of the year that takes place in Australia and happens in January. And so there is a lot of news going on about this that we actually saw today. So it said government officials last week declared international players will be required to be fully vaccinated in order to be granted entry into Australia for the first Grand Slam of the year in January. This is all from an article, by the way. However, a leaked email from Tennis Australia to the WTA, which I saw on Twitter, has since emerged on social media, which appears to suggest unvaccinated players will be allowed into Australia. So basically what this is saying is that, you know, players who are not vaccinated will be able to, it kind of just opens the doors to players. Um, For example, 
a person of topic here has been Novak Djokovic. He has refused to disclose his vaccination status. I'm no expert on this, but I do feel like if someone is refusing to disclose, I just feel like that they're not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Personally, I I think this is just Jackie that's putting two and two together personally. Yeah. Um, but also in Australia, let's see here. Things have kind of just reopened recently. It's just crazy to learn about even just – couple of minutes of research today just on this how different the different parts of the world are handling covid um it recently yeah. had said that restaurants and cafes in melbourne can reopen with up to 20 people indoors and 50 outdoors all of whom must be vaccinated while two while 10 guests can gather at homes masks will remain mandatory wow. so it is just it's just so interesting because when we had moved up here in New York things were kind of at that same level that it is now in Australia. So I personally, I do, I, I was reading some of the comments on Twitter today and <clears throat> excuse me, there were a lot of people kind of expressing their frustration, why Australia is letting unvaccinated, at least from this leaked email that they're potentially going to allow unvaccinated players into Australia but yeah well if you think about it too it just if you were a citizen of australia mm -hmm. and you were under these strict protocols for, for almost the last two years for almost two years and then you're hearing that unvaccinated players are allowed to freely come into the country when they probably when travel was restricted for them yeah i can imagine how frustrating that is yeah. just to be an australian citizen oh for sure and it kind of almost looks like the tennis players are kind of having like a fast pass, mm -hmm. fast pass into the country kind of. Yeah. Um, and also in the email, it had said the conditions for fully vaccinated players are, let me read this to you guys. Yeah. It says, so this is for fully vaccinated players. They can arrive anytime after December 1st, must have a negative test within 72 hours of departure. They must test within 24 hours of arrival. They are not required to quarantine or stay in a bubble. They will have no ongoing restrictions imposed on them. And they will have complete freedom of movement. Um, freedom of movement. I don't know. I feel like that's an interesting kind of choice of words. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to get into the whole scheme of things about should you should things be required or whatnot. I just personally have a headache of even thinking about whether or not things are required. But let me just go on to say... This is another bullet points for this is a list of things for unvaccinated players for unvaccinated players. The conditions currently this is currently as of today, October, what's it? 25th, 26th, I don't know, 25th. 25th. The conditions currently are that day. This is for unvaccinated players. They can arrive anytime after December 1st, but will be subject to two weeks hard quarantine must have a negative test within 72 hours of departure. They're required to go through mandatory hotel quarantine for 14 days upon arrival and must submit to regular testing. I'm just going to go ahead and say this here. Let's just say you and I were playing first round at the Australian Open. You are back. Let's just say you're vaccinated and I'm not. You have two, you have two weeks of training time mm -hmm. in Australia. You basically, let's just say... Two weeks from now, we're, you and I are going to play a match here in New York. And you have two weeks more of practice. 
you're going to beat me 6-0-6-0. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last episode, just how the grind truly with tennis never yeah. stops mm-hmm. and being in tennis shape versus being in, you know, athletic shape, like training and lifting. Right. It's so much different. So, yeah, these vaccinated players are going to have a leg up going into the Australian Open. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's going to be some pushback unless – are most players vaccinated and Djokovic is the only know. person that's I think there not was, declaring? I do not remember the name, but I remember seeing another title similar to that, that they would not either disclose their vaccination status mm-hmm. or they had said that they were kind of against it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months and whether or not these rules change. Also, if you are unvaccinated, are you responsible for paying for the two weeks in a hotel. Because again, if you're the difference of just salary and prize money from the top 20 in the world versus top one, more of, I don't know, 100 in the world to 120 in the world, that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Are you responsible for paying for those two weeks in a hotel? Is that the tournament's responsibility? I kind of think right now it would be your own responsibility. Yeah. Because if you're not getting vaccinated, that's also your responsibility. Well, that's an additional that's an additional two weeks that those unvaccinated players would have to be in Australia. Yeah. I've never played on the pro tour, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I know prior to go, I mean, going to Australia, you need to adjust to so many different factors, one right. of them being a time change. Mm-hmm. So players do get there, I want to say, at least two weeks before prior to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So it's like these players have to get there honestly a full month before if they want to have that two weeks of training time before the Australian open starts. So yeah, I'm curious. I know it said all subject to change. So we'll see as it gets closer, but again, as a citizen of Australia, I mean, I'm not a citizen of Australia, but if I was, I can understand the frustration of just freely letting these tennis players come into the country after one COVID case comes up and you're in lockdown for two weeks. So frustrating again i think we're all navigating like you said the governments of each country it's been so interesting to see how each government has handled the situation mm-hmm. obviously all of this is unprecedented but it's just a tricky tricky situation um that's going on here so i'm yeah. curious what's going to unfold and it had said we understand that the issue of um basically it is not 100 resolved yet but we do expect a further update from tennis australia on this topic on our player call schedules for friday and again this was a leaked email that we saw um it's been posted on many news articles countless countless people have been um, you know using this email and it says we ask that everyone please keep this info confidential (laughs) until the government makes an official announcement don't know who would lead this email. However, this has been causing a lot of stir. It's been creating a lot of articles, news titles from this. So obviously can agree with their frustration of people who are living in Australia who have been, you know, subject for almost the past two years of, uh, you know, very strict mandates and everything and also curfews. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things change and, it, and also if things actually do change yeah. up until January when the first Grand Slam happens. So I don't know. We'll keep you posted. We will. All righty. Next topic. So. 
So Z, what is a T on some recent WTA coaching changes? So Emma Raducanu and Alina Svitolina announced that they will be changing coaches. And I know in a recent episode, we had talked about Emma Raducanu, how it was shocking to see that she was going to be leaving her coach after she had just won the US Open. It was announced a week, two weeks before the BMP Paribas Open. Um, She still has not announced who she will be going to. However, Tracy Austin said in an article, I put myself in Emma's shoes, and in fact, I already know how it feels, just on how it feels changing coaches after things are going their way. Right, and also Tracy Austin won the U.S. Open at a very young age, so also talking about how Tracy's putting herself into Emma's shoes, just knowing how it feels to be a young Grand Slam winner. Yeah, and it also was talking about, too, how – when you win something that big, a grand slam out of nowhere at a young age, just all of the visibility, everybody wants to be a part of you, whether that's brands. Mm -hmm. Emma recently became another ambassador for Dior. And also Um, Tiffany. And Tiffany, exactly. So whether that be brand deals, now the top coaches of the world want a piece of you. Mm -hmm. So and sponsorships and photo shoots and red carpet events. It's how do you have time to practice? Seriously, right? So there's a lot going on on her plate right now. She has decided that she will be leaving coach Andrew Richardson. We're still in the loop on who she will be going to afterwards. And Tracy had also said, um, you know, I don't think if she had to do that, I would tell her to go back to Andrew Richardson. I saw them together. And for me, they had a good relationship talking just about him being a coach. Mm -hmm. And personally for me, I feel like I'm a big proponent of, you know, the quote, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If I had just won a huge tournament in juniors, the last thing that I would be doing personally is changing coaches. Mm -hmm. If anything, you want to, whatever's working, you want to keep, you want to keep with it. I don't know if this was something that was kind of built up before the U S open. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good point. Cause I'm even thinking too, right. If I was with my coach Blake Mm -hmm. and we dream about, you know, you're coaching with them. You know, our goal was college tennis, but obviously as we're on the court, it's like, Oh my God, how cool would it be if you won the U S open? You're good enough to be able to win the U S open. Like that was my coach through life. Even to get into a grand slam. Exactly. And then to win a grand slam, the goal that I'm sure was Emma Raducanu's goal with her coach, Andrew, Mm -hmm. and then leave after that. I agree. I feel like, you know, how does that, what kind of terms are they on? Because I don't know. I feel like if I was Andrew, I'd be pretty salty. But I have no idea why she's leaving him or what had happened. It's like what had what had kind of led up to that. Yeah. I just I have, and I don't think it's just Tracy Austin too. I think I remember uh, Martina Navratilova had also said the same thing. I don't really know why she switched coaches. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if there was something that had led up to it. If something if this is something that she had felt she was she wanted to do for a while and now the fact that she had won a grand slam it was almost like i have the power i just won this grand slam i'm gonna fire you yeah seriously <laughs> like, i don't want you to be my coach anymore i don't know why she decided to do this but, but obviously hope that she continues to win grand slams i mean the fact that she's been the only qualifier ever to win to go through qualifying and then win a grand slam i mean obviously we want 
her to continue to do well. She's so good for the game, but it's, it is different. If I mean, granted, I don't know what their relationship was, you know, coaching with players and we don't know. We don't know that, but I, I know we're not the only two thinking that this way, this way, exactly. it's come from plenty of commentators, but at the end, I don't know. I, I at the end of the day, it's the game, right? So if she is able to continue winning, mm-hmm. congrats, like good for her. Mm-hmm. I want her to continue winning. But again, just an interesting timing of everything. That's why yeah. I do agree with you with what you were saying. It could have been something that was building up, right? Um, Alina Svitolina announced her love her love her too. Announced her split from longtime coach Andrew Bettles. So. Be- is it so, Bettles? Yeah, so Bettles, yeah. he was initially hired as a hitting partner for Elena Spitalina and ended up working together. So she is a former world number three, mm-hmm. um, you know, worked together for five years. And Elena had tweeted after five years and 11 titles together. You know, Andy and I both agreed it was the right time to move our separate ways. I'm very thankful for all, for all of his hard work. And and the support, I wish him only the best in his future career. And Sabinalina has also yet to announce a new coach. So I definitely think that, um, I don't know, both are kind of obviously in the same way that they haven't found a new coach. But I wonder, I've always wondered how that is for the coaching side. Because if you're the player, you're still playing, you're still getting prize money and stuff. I've never really thought of it as a way, how does a coach feel? Yeah, no, it's a good point. And I mean, I've always been so interested in the dynamic of a professional coach with a professional athlete mm-hmm. because like, not to talk about Alina or Emma right now, but Roger Federer's coach. It's like, mm-hmm. what are they really saying? <laughs> what, are, what, are they, what does Federer really mean? But I, mean, but I will say this though. The fact that Federer still has a coach, mm-hmm. Nadal still has a coach, Djokovic still has a coach, a team, they all have teams, that just goes to show you regardless of how good you are, you still need a coach. Mm-hmm. You still need someone to either vent to and also you – It's more the moral support I feel Yes. Like. Be- it's- yeah, just having those people. They're your best friends. When you're a professional athlete, I mean – Growing up playing tennis, right. my best friends were my coach and yeah. my hitting partners. Mm-hmm. Like truly, it's like it's same thing with all sports. Everyone still needs everyone still needs a coach. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting. You know, those two coaching changes on the WTA tour. Them both are incredible players, and there was also something that was said in regards to Svitolina and her and her coach. You know, not working together anymore. An article had said. Though, or through a year that has brought her much personal happiness, including an engagement and wedding to partner Gamon Fee, he's another amazing player, the Ukrainian has endured more erratic play on court, showing only flashes of the form that took her to back-to-back Grand Slam semifinals in 2019. I'm just going to say this right here. Like, why are they – they're kind of just saying – I mean, just from a – just a – I don't know, from a service level view, they're just saying, even though she's, you know, personally happy in her, she got married and she's happy in her personal in life, her personal life so like she's still not really performing all, that well on the court. I'm sorry. Tennis is her career, but it's not, tennis is not everything. Mm-hmm. You still have your significant other. You still have your family. You still have your friends that can, that trumps your career. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, it's so frustrating to be reading that where it's like, yeah, she might be happy 
personally, but she's not really playing that well. Why is someone even taking the time to write that? It's like, uh, it's this, just, could, this could be the happy she's been in I don't know how long, you know? Yeah. It's like, why can't we just, why does there always have to be, when talking about female athletes, why does I feel like there always has to be, they have to talk about one thing that's positive, and then it's like, well, she's not succeeding in this area of her life. And to have it oh, in, gosh. and to have it in the title. I mean, we were talking about that last episode, just with negative media, and negative the, media headlines, and clickbait, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did, why can't, I, why does that have to be in the same article? It just, I don't know. When I read that, I was like, this is about, this is about her tennis and her coaching change. Why do you have to bring other things? Why do you have to bring other things into it? Yeah, you're not going to have. An amazing year every single year. It's like she's still in the top ten. Yeah, she's still in the top ten. She's such a consistent player. Even Djokovic, he is one. So he's the big three: Djokovic, Federer, Nadal. They've all won twenty Grand Slams. There's going to be some years where they'll win three Grand Slams. Some years they'll win zero Grand Slams. Do you remember when Nadal was not? Do you remember when Nadal couldn't win a first round at any tournament when he was? Dude, this was probably this. Ah, uh, crap. I can't remember how long ago, but Nadal went through a funk. He could really? not win. Oh, my God. So it just goes to show you, literally, I, I have to get more of the details on this. Yeah. But everyone goes through a funk. Everyone, everyone goes everyone through Everyone goes through a funk. And I also remember, remember when Federer, he had gone to, uh, I don't even know. I don't think he won a Grand Slam in a year, but he still made it to the quarterfinals, I think, for each four of the Grand Slams. Yeah. You know how many players' dreams that is? He, they, he makes it to four consecutive Grand Slam quarterfinals. Yes, he doesn't win. Okay, we all obviously have high expectations for Federer, but it's like people are like every that for him is not the best performance for, throughout the year. But it's yeah. like I don't know. Yeah, it's just again. Let's try to be a little bit more positive. Right? Okay, we're excited. The media for, loves negativity. Yeah. We know that, but I just feel like let's just promote positivity mm-hmm. in the sport positivity like, wellness let's help everybody's mental health right now seriously my gosh we love all of you we're excited to see who they announce as their new coaches mm-hmm. and hopefully they have deep runs in australian open yeah i am really excited to see you know what goes on at the australian open and also the next big tournament is the WTA and ATP finals where they take the top eight best players in the world for singles and doubles and they play a draw against each other. So it's the highest, the highest level of tennis in the world. Yeah. So really excited to see that. That can definitely be on a new episode coming up in the next couple of weeks. But I think that is all we have for today, folks. We are so happy that you listened and stay tuned for our next episode next week. Alrighty, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.